What's up, everybody? How are y'all doing? Awesome. <laughs> it's so good to see you guys. I'm just so excited to be back in this room together. Does, how do y'all feel about being back in the room together, finally? I'm really, really, really excited. I'm really, really excited. Um, so um, because we're back in the room, we're kind of going to be doing a little bit of a reset. And first of all, if some of you have never been here before or some of you don't know me, my name is Tyler Godfrey. I am a ninth grade small group leader. Um, I just believe so much in this ministry and I believe so much in you guys and I believe in so much just like what God wants to do with this. And that's why I'm really, really excited to be able to talk about our new series called You. So it's going to be, we're going to be diving into discovering the good and bad within. And so before we get into any of that, I want us to take an opportunity just to pray together, you know, because why not? So I want you all to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you all to just hold out your hands in front of you to start with that. Holding out your hands are a sign of surrender. It's a sign that you're ready to receive. So in these next few moments, before we get into this series, because this series is going to get uncomfortable, we're going to be learning some really good things about ourselves. We're also going to be learning some things that we might not like to hear. Um, so God... We are ready to receive whatever you want to speak to us tonight. Lord, I pray for every single student in this room, God, um, that they will be open to what you have to say, God. And Lord, I pray that tonight, Lord, we'll be able to just to see what you want to speak to us. And Jesus, our hearts are ready for you. And Lord, I pray that you will just speak to us. And just now pray. Amen. All right, let's go. Okay, I am very excited for three reasons because of this nice little doodad here, okay? Okay, I'm gonna make sure you can see this because that'd be awkward. What is this? A mirror, good job. Yes, it is correct. That is the correct answer to your question. Um, so how many of you have these in your room? How many have these in your room? Some of you have in your room? How many of you have ha seen a mirror before? Good job, you all have a mirror. I'm so proud of you. Um, so this is something that you usually see in the morning. How many of you spend way too much time in the mirror? So all you girls are being like, okay, let me make sure my makeup looks good. All the guys are like, let me make sure my hair looks fantastic. Um, so you know how it is. So you see mirrors all the time. Um, what's funny is mirrors are the most reflective item in the world. Get it? It's reflective, it's a mirror. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. Anyway, so we're all very familiar with a mirror, right? We're all very familiar with one. We've seen one. Yes. Great. Cool. On the same page. Now, so before we get into get back to the mirror, I kind of just want to go ahead and give the main point out to you. So just it's at the forefront of your mind of this entire time. Okay? So the main point of tonight is you are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. Now, you probably have heard that before. That's something that you're probably used to, right? Um, if you look even into the very, very beginning in Genesis, in Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You are made in the image of God. That is something that is made very plain in the four point of it. 
in Genesis 2-7, which is a verse that I referenced to a few weeks ago in the video, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. What I love about this verse, and I mentioned this last week, and also what I love about um, Genesis 1-27 is this shows so much about how much God cares about his creation. Everything in the world, he was just like, oh my gosh, boom, sun, boom, ocean, boom, this. Like he, he said it and it just existed. But man, he took time with man. He picked up dust and breathed into it. And the man became a living creature, which shows that he took time with his creation. It shows that you are the, made in the image of God. So what does this scripture tell us? What does this all tell us? It tells us that you are valuable to God. Every single one of you individually are valuable to God. Now this might be something that you, like I said earlier, is that you've heard before, that you are valuable to God. But what's something that can seem so familiar can be so forgotten, that you are valuable to God. And maybe you've never heard that before. Maybe you didn't, you didn't grow up in church, and maybe you just, it's your first time coming and hearing this before, that you are valuable to God. So if we know this, if we know this is true, if we know that we are valuable to God, then why do we have a cracked image of ourselves? Why do we have such a cracked image of ourselves? And I know that's something that's kind of like weird, and it's like, what? But let's dive in a little deeper. How does something like that become cracked? How does the image of ourselves, the image that God made us become cracked? It becomes cracked when the original design is questioned. It's when the way that you were made was questioned. When you were born, you were made in the image of God. In the way that you live your life, you were made, you're made as you. That's how you're created. And so because we have a cracked image of ourselves, it's when, it's when the original design is questioned. And to kind of relate to this a little bit with you, I'm going to share something that I, I don't usually share in groups like this. I'm used to sharing this with my small group boys. I'm used to sharing this with, with different friends and whatever. It's part of my testimony. And it has to do with me questioning the way I was made, my value to God. So as you know, for those of you who know me, I am not a usual dude. I'm a pretty weird dude, obviously. I'm usually the dude that's jumping around, going crazy. I'm usually the person who's dancing in worship, like going crazy. I'm, like, I'm not a usual guy. If you Google male and you Google a man, I don't pop up, okay? I don't usually pop up, that's obvious. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a bandana with skinny jeans. What is this, you know? But what something is like, in middle school and high school, this was something that was really hard for me. Because there's so many people that told me I was supposed to be like this or that. I'm a very expressive person. I'm a person who loves to get excited. I love to get excited about Jesus. I like to get excited about just like the little things. But for, for that, in middle school and high school, that was seen as gay. That's what was the label that was put on me, is that I was gay because I'm expressive and bubbly. 
And I'm not afraid to show my emotion. Not afraid to, to dive into the vulnerable and the deep stuff. That was considered as gay. How many of you have had a label placed over your life that you're supposed to fit into this specific category? I mean, even in, even in middle school and high school, I never fit into the group. Like, not even, like, I mean, like, I was, like, either, like, the, we, I was either the weird redneck, I was the weird kid, I was the, oh, my gosh, trying to think. Now I'm, like, the coffee, I'm, like, the coffee hipster, like, whatever you want to call that. But just, it's, like, we're all put under a label. I bet you can all agree with that, that you are put under a label. You're trying to, you've been put under a section. And there may, and there may be sometimes where you've looked in the mirror and you don't like what you see. I know I did that. You look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like what I see. God made that wrong. You're like, you, you hear these things that you're not enough, that you're too much, that you're not charismatic enough, that you're not this enough, you're not this, you're not that. You're just like, it's just all these things piling over your life. And it gets crushing to the point where it cracks. It's hard. That's not easy to live up, up to people's standards, right? It's not easy at all. But the thing is, is we, I, I mean, it may sound like the, the, the enemy is the people that speak these things over you or over, to me, over me, when that's not the case. They're struggling with the same thing you are. Because they're putting that stuff onto you, all these labels onto you and saying that you're this or that, that you're not enough and you're, you're not tall enough, you're not whatever enough, you don't fit in the man category, you don't fit in the female category. There is all these stuff that's put on you. It's not the people, the people around you aren't your enemy. They're struggling with the same thing you are. They're struggling with their own question of their original design. The real enemy is the enemy. Satan is the enemy. And he's real. That man's real. It says in 1 Peter 5 eight, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion, seeking someone to devour. You are somebody that he wants to devour. You're like, great, yay. I'm just kidding. But it's, that, that's, not, that's not really an easy truth to hold that you have somebody that doesn't like you. He lit- it literally says, prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking someone to devour. The reason why he's seeking someone to devour is because he's afraid of who God made you. He's terrified of the things that God wants to do in your life. He's absolutely terrified. And I think that's why we get all these thoughts in our mind that you're supposed to be this way or that way and not the way that God made us. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like me. That's not fun. But there's a way to... There's a way to combat that. There's a way to fight that. In 1 Peter 9, it says, Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember, your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. This is stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Be strong in it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. But the main thing I want to hit on here is to remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. The person on your left and right is going through the same thing you are. You aren't alone at all. In your, like, that's what small groups are for. And so you know you're not alone. Finding your identity is hard. It's not easy. 
That's why we have our identity in Christ. It's because that's how the way we were. And we need each other to remind ourselves of that. We need each other to remind ourselves of the truth of who God made us. So, which basically comes to two, you are in a fight for your identity. This is something you have to fight. Now that you know that you're valuable to God, and now that you know that you are worth fighting for, and now that you were made the way that you were on purpose, for a purpose, it, it's a, you have to fight it. But how do we fight? How do you fight lies? You fight lies with truth. I'm so, good job. Thank you. Participation. Okay. So we fight lies with truth. So let's dive into James 1, 22 to 25. And this dude does not play around. James in the Bible does not play around. He's very, like, straightforward. And here we go. Starting in verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself. Walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you from doing it. If you don't remind yourself of truth, it's like looking into this mirror and and walking away and immediately forgetting who you are and what you look like. But if we, we need to be doers, we need to be doers of the word, not just listeners of the word. We come into church all the time. That's what I was talking about, that you are valuable to God, is we come into church all the time. You might have been here every Wednesday. You might go to every Sunday and you might hear these truths that you are valuable to God but you go out there and you forget who you are. When you're an image bearer, you are made in God's image and you just forget. I've done it so many times, so many times. I've, I've done that. And we have to resist the devil and we need to remind ourselves of truth. This is the thing though, is the image of yourself may be cracked, but let me tell you, let me tell you a little story, okay? So I was going to do a whole other thing with this mirror. So I had a whole plan out of exactly how I was going to do with this mirror. Bought the mirror, and I broke it on the way home. How do you do that? Like, how do you break a mirror on the way home? Anyway, but this is something else. So listen, so I'm from Paulding County, and we like to, we're pretty, we're fix-it people, right? Like, we, like, we're like, oh my gosh, let's just fix it. So I was going to break this mirror even more. That was the plan, is to break this even more. Listen, I took this thing in my garage, and I was hitting this thing with a hammer. Don't give me a hammer, by the way. Don't do that. I was hitting this thing with a hammer, and it, this would not break. I'm serious. This is not break, which tells me that the image of yourselves may be cracked, but it cannot be destroyed. It can't. It can't. As much as Satan wants to destroy this image of ourselves, he can't. Because we are able to still look in the mirror and see exactly who God has made us. Boom. Now, sorry there. Okay. Okay. So now, to remind yourselves of his truth, I want to bring you to a verse that I hold very, very dear to my heart. That I had to remind my, that I had to use to remind myself 
always. Because like I said, this world's crazy. This culture's crazy. You're looking at your phone and you're constantly trying to compare yourself and trying to see what you're supposed to be. You're comparing your life. The culture's telling you to be this way. That Satan's trying to get you to be something else. But we need truth. And the truth is, this is Matthew 3.17. This is God talking about Jesus, which is how God sees us. And it says, and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Because God is talking about you. You are beloved. You are a beloved son. You are a beloved daughter. And he is pleased with you. He is pleased with you. This this doesn't say your parents are pleased with you. This doesn't say your friends are pleased with you. This doesn't say social media is pleased with you. This doesn't say that culture is pleased with you. It says that I am pleased with you. He made you. You are valuable to God. The way that God made you and the way that God designed you is because he's pleased with that. Beloved. So, how many of you have really, really just struggled knowing that? I know that's very, very hard and very, very difficult to remember that you're beloved. There may be so many different things that people have spoken over you and told you that you're supposed to be this way or that way. Beloved literally means be loved. Be loved by him. Be loved by Jesus. Not, by, not be loved by anybody else, but him. If you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus as Savior, this is something that's probably new to you, that you've never heard of this before, that you are loved. That you are loved. That he made you. He didn't, he didn't just... He didn't just pop you up. You don't just exist. You don't live just to exist. He created you. He molded you. He made you. And so if you never put your faith and trust in Jesus as Savior, I want to encourage you to go talk to a small group leader. Go to the help center and, and talk to somebody. Talk to me. I'll be around. We can talk. I want to, I want to hear you. And I, and I know that other leaders want to hear you and talk to you. Because we want to help you with this. And I know there's a room of leaders in here that want to help you. Followers of Christ, it's time that you fight for your identity again. It's time that you stop letting the world label you. It's time. It's time. Enough is enough. There's no, there's no more porn is my identity. There is no more that this is my identity or this is my identity. Depression, anxiety, all this stuff is my identity. Jesus made you and Jesus created you. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing a song about who God says we are. And I want you to take a moment and do what you need to do with God. If you want to come up to the steps, these aren't magical. But if you need to do that, go do that. If you need to go in the back of the room so you can get alone with God, I encourage you to do it. If you want to pray with a leader, pray with a leader. If you want to talk to your friend and pray with your friend, do it. If you just want to worship him, do it. Respond how you need to respond. Don't worry about the person next to you. Because this is your identity that you're talking about.
This is who this is your image of God that he made. So I'm gonna pray. And then we're gonna then we're gonna worship him. Because he loves us and he loves you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much, Lord, for just making us. God, thank you for caring about who we are. Lord, thank you that we are loved, God. Lord, I pray for any student in here who has never, ever put their faith and trust in Jesus Savior. And Lord, I pray you will just will stir their hearts tonight, God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that just for anybody in here who hasn't, has forgotten who they are, God, and forgotten who they are made to be, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will just, you will cover them, Lord, with your love, God. I pray that they will remember that they are loved by you, God. Lord, I pray that we'll respond to you, God. I pray we'll meet with you because, God, you've been waiting to meet with some of these people, God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we'll just worship you, God, and thank you for just making us, God. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.